This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, October 12th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Hello, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I am Megan Latonin with Aviva, and I am very fortunate to be joined here today with the two of the leaders in this industry about to dive into the hot topic of grid modernization, resiliency, and the infrastructure bill. You know, we all know that power companies are scrambling to update their systems as climate change continues to fuel increased and more frequent extreme weather events. We've seen outages across the U.S. having significant economic consequences not to mention the impact on the people affected. According to the Department of Energy, these outages cost the U.S. $70 billion annually. And thankfully, the Biden administration has made updating the nation's grid a priority and the latest infrastructure package allocates $73 billion for power upgrades. This is the single largest investment in clean energy transmission in American history. To dive into this topic, the state of the grid and a breakdown of the infrastructure bill, I am joined today by Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy, the founder of OSI Soft and now Chairman Emeritus of Aviva. Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy is an industry pioneer who conceived the vision of scalable systems for managing industrial data, guiding OSI Soft from a startup in 1980 to a global software company that introduced and supported the Pi system. The Pi system has become the industrial sector's leading operations system of record helping to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in over 146 countries and over 1,000 utilities. Since OSIsoft's 2021 acquisition by Aviva, Pat remains engaged as Chairman Emeritus and Board Advisor of Aviva and is the prominent thought leader on grid monetization and resiliency, among many other things. Welcome, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are also fortunate to be joined today by Mona Sheff as we attempt to break down this bill and the opportunities in front of us. Mona is the Senior Director of Federal Government Relations at Schneider Electric and leads infrastructure implementation, AKA follow the money from federal to states. She has actually read the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act and broken down the segments of funding relevant for companies and states. Mona just celebrated her three-year work anniversary at Schneider Electric and has spent over 10 years in the clean energy space in D.C. advocating for decarbonization, energy efficiency, and resiliency. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Thank you. So let's, let's kick this off with a powerful question. You know, Pat, I've heard you mention three primary reasons around the importance and timeliness of this infrastructure bill resiliency, smart grid, and new transmission. With this in mind, what are your thoughts on how the U.S. infrastructure bill can leverage technology to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
the head of the U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee added his voice to the growing chorus of those calling for an end to support for Saudi Arabia following last week's surprise announcement from the OPEC Plus Group. The Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and their non-member state allies, a group known as OPEC Plus, opted to lower their production allotments by 2 million barrels per day come November. On paper, the cut is deep, but in reality, it probably only works out to be around 1 million barrels per day, and it would likely be spread out over only a couple of members given that most parties to that group can't meet the higher quotas that are in place now. The magnitude of the strategic changes roiling the electric power business, such as shifts in technology, fuels, regulation, legislation, finance, the workforce, and customer expectations, makes it more challenging to chart a path to success. Can success come from picking one horse and riding it? If so, which one? It seems unlikely that all seven can be ridden at the same time. Speaking last week at an electricity conference in Denver, Thomas Smith, Power Solutions Director of Energy Development at Caterpillar Electric Power, a unit of Caterpillar Incorporated, urged attendees to pick the horse marked customer and ride it. Last week, the U.S. government announced that it was allocating $2.1 billion for loans for carbon dioxide transportation projects in the U.S. The Carbon Dioxide Transportation Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Program will be appropriated annually through 2026 to help provide capital for projects transporting carbon to endpoints for its storage or utilization. Industrial Info was tracking more than $3 billion in active carbon dioxide pipeline projects in the U.S. And Sweden's leading fossil fuel steel project, Hybrid, has reached another milestone with the successful creation of a rock cavern storage facility for hydrogen. Now in operation near the Lule plant, the pilot storage facility is understood to be the first of its kind in the world for storing fossil fuel hydrogen gas. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.